Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man he is. They chat about topics like state of boxing, Abner's American dream, sports music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris wherever you get your podcasts, episodes in English out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Blue Liar. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle butt. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate NFL Week 7 Pick'em Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Indeed, Pepsi, Bet Online, and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Dark, joined by my brother, out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, Big Ten football is back. It's back this weekend. I'm very excited for Indiana opening up at home versus top 10 Penn State. Should be a great game, so I'm, I'm very excited. Oh, Penn State's top 10, are they? Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, um, for listeners that are new to the show, uh, for listeners that have been with us, a feature we like to do during IU football, since Tyler is one of three humans on this earth that really is a true diehard fan, did fun fact break his phone once (laughs) over IU football. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was in season one of the Full Slate podcast. Uh, people forget about that, so it's good to remind them up front. Um, but a, a segment we like to do is IU Football Minute. That's all all we can allot you, Tyler, and then we'll get into the NFL Week 7 line since we have a pretty sla- uh, stacked slate here. Um, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you going to preview the line before we start? Yeah, sure. I'll preview the line so you don't have to do that. Um, so going off, our good friends at Bet Online, uh, IU is a six and a half point home uh, dog, and the money line they're plus one ninety six. Um, Tyler, are you ready? Do you need a sip of water? Okay, he took a sip of water, and I've got my iPhone <clears throat> stopwatch ready to go. Ready? Three, two, one. 
So Indiana comes into this season, a lot of expectations, following up last year's eight-win season. Should have been nine, probably should have been ten. Some coaching mishaps. For people who remember, I'm still not the biggest fan of Tom Allen, but I love this team coming back. And the main reason, our quarterback, Mike Penix, who got hurt last year, Payne Ramsey filled in great. He's now in Northwestern. Michael Penix is the real deal. I think if he stays healthy over the next two seasons, he will be a top two-round pick in the NFL draft. That's how talented I think he is. He put on 20 pounds of muscle this offseason to bulk up to not get as injured as frequently, so I think that'll help. We have our top receiver back, Wap Fillier, our top tight end, Peyton Hendershop, our top two running backs, Stevie this Scott, Samson James. Our defense was very young last year, top 12 of our 19 leading tacklers were freshmen or sophomore. We have a lot of those guys back. So I love this IU team. They did lose their offensive coordinator. They replaced him with Nick Sheridan, who's on the staff last year. Wait a minute. Not a huge drop-off expected. I think they win this Saturday versus Penn State. They, I think this is a huge game. They should have been Penn State last year in State College. The officiating was terrible there. So I think they win this weekend and get off uh, to a great start. Cool. Glad you're in uh, mid-season form, ready to have your heart breaking by you football on Saturday. And that's what, 3.30 kickoff? Yeah, 3.30 Eastern. Cool. Yeah, fingers crossed Penix stays healthy. He's actually a, uh, a treat to watch. So that we'll have to uh, we'll check in next week. Um, we can only give up a minute. We went a little over, but that's okay. Week one. We're, week working one. Through, we're working through the rust. There's a lot to get into. Fired up. Um, okay, Tyler. Week seven, uh, let's take a look at the year-to-date records here. Um, I had a brutal uh, week five, but you followed up with a equally bad week six. You went 0-5 in our picks. You won your lock. That's what I did in week five. So this it was a big week for me in terms of year-to-date record. Now I'm 15-14. and 14. You are 16-13. and 13. Looking at locks of the week, you're still cruising there. You are 5-1. and one. I'm 3-2-1. and one. Been crunching the numbers. We'll get back into it this week. Um, I love I love the slate this week. So, so do I. I'll, I love- I'll, I'll say that I've already locked in three of these games before we recorded because I was nervous the line would move. This is the, some of these games feel too easy to me. I I really like this slate as well. Uh, as you said um, last week, zero and five, not great, but you know I had the five and zero week a couple weeks ago. I guess six and zero if you include the lock. So some people would say regression to the mean. So I did regress a little bit last week, but I feel confident in this week's slate. And yeah, I went zero and five, but your lock lost by what four touchdowns? So. Arguably, you had a worse week there. Oh, but. Uh, interesting. Loss is lost, Tyler. All I know is in the graphic, I saw a lot of red on your side. It's okay. I'm, I put together the graphic this week. I took it on the chair. Yeah, it was big. It was big of you. I texted you, and you said, I'm not doing it. And then I said, come on, come on, Tyler. But it was big. You worked through it. It's important uh, to face your fears. It's kind of the first stage of grief, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know them. But let's get into it. Panthers, Saints. Uh, this one's in New Orleans. The Saints are nine-point home favorites. Now, I've mostly seen the line around seven, seven and a half. We're going off the lines on Bet Online, So Bet Online must love the Saints here. The over-under is 51. Saints have had success uh, the last couple times these teams have played. They've won seven of the last nine meetings. Panthers, um, they they just had the home loss to the Bears by about a touchdown. Uh, this is their going to be their fifth game without McCaffrey. They're three and one straight up and against the spread without him so far. Saints off a bye, getting Michael Thomas back. Tyler, where's your head at with this one? I don't think Michael Thomas is going to play. He was limited in practice today, and another injury was listed on the injury report. Like something weird is going on there. He had the fight a couple weeks ago with a teammate, and they said that's why he didn't play. Like the whole yeah. thing. The whole I thing thought he had no weird. more disciplinary reason. Limited impact. Interesting. Okay. Maybe maybe they're saving him and he's gonna play, but he's clearly not a hundred percent. And something weird is going on there. I don't know what it is, but I, I love the Panthers in this game. Plus nine is way too many points versus Saints team that I don't think is that good. I think they're a playoff-quality team, but they're not the powerhouse that we've seen them be over the last few years. We've talked about it a lot. Drew Brees, not the same guy. Can't throw the ball down the field. And without Michael Thomas, 
he's going to struggle. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, you know, we've tried to we tried to stay away from the trends. Our friend at Cleet Street, uh, Dan, told us trends are not your friends. But Teddy Bridgewater as an underdog, that's a trend you got to ride. He's twenty and five against the spread as an underdog, fifteen and two against the spread as a road underdog. When this guy gets counted out, he plays at his best. A little revenge factor here for him going back to New Orleans. You know, he played there last year. Some would argue you said that he was better <coughs> than Drew Brees at that point. Um, but I, I love the Panthers plus nine. Too many points. And that came last week versus the Bears. I think Carolina shot themselves in the foot multiple times in that game, made a lot of dumb mistakes. So I think they come into this game very focused. And this is going to be a close divisional matchup. Yeah, this Michael Thomas thing is bizarre. It seems to be some kind of new injury, so worth monitoring there. Uh, I own him in a fantasy league and saw that he was Sean Payton gave him the clean bill of health, so who knows. Um, but yeah, you look at the Saints' pass, D. They've given up 15 passing touchdowns so far this year. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater in this uh, receiving core of Robbie Anderson, who's leading the league in receiving yards, uh, DJ Moore, they've got a feisty team uh, in Carolina. So I'm not really scared by the fact that they're without McCaffrey. I agree with what you said. Teddy is a road dog. You'd be happy if you had taken him in every one of those matchups. And the Saints recently at home haven't been great. Two and six against the spread the last eight home games. We know there's no real home field advantage. Um, Panthers plus nine feels like almost too much of a no-brainer, which made me nervous where I'm like, should I take the Saints? Uh, But I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going with the Panthers. I just don't think the Saints have enough offensive firepower. I think the Panthers will will get theirs, and it'll be a touchdown game. The Saints, I thought, should have lost that Monday night game to the Chargers. That was a classic Chargers loss where they played better than other team for like 85% of the game and somehow found a way to lose it. At the end, so I don't think the Saints are that good, and I think this Panthers team is pretty good and will like stay relevant in the wild card uh, race. The Saints, and one issue Carolina had last week versus the Bears was they couldn't score in the red zone, and they're 28th in the NFL in red zone offense. Carolina Saints have the second worst red zone defense. Saints are also 26th in third down defense. So I think Bridgewater is going to be able to throw the ball on this uh, Saints defense and move it up and down the field. So, like you said, I, I think this goes back and forth and gets into the 20s and close game and be interested to see uh, sprinkle a little on Panthers' money line, especially if Michael Thomas doesn't play. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think the Saints' offense is the same. I mean, that line's going to come down if he's ultimately out, right? It'll probably close closer to 7, I would imagine, if he's out, or 7.5. But um, I think if you're... If you're a DFS guy, uh, Kamara is definitely worth a look, worth paying up for. I'm sure he's going to be one of the most expensive guys, but Panthers' Rundy has given up nine rushing touchdowns so far this year. That's second most in the NFL. So he's going to get his, but again, I like the Panthers. Too many points here. Uh, next game we want to talk about, we have an NFC West matchup. Uh, Seattle coming off the bye, going into Arizona. Cardinals are three-point home dogs in this one. Over-unders, 56. Feels like these teams historically, the Cardinals always like play Seattle tough. Um, but again, Seattle undefeated, 4-1 against the spread. Russell Wilson, leader in the clubhouse in the MVP race at this point, completing 73% of his passes. He's thrown for over 1,500 yards, 19 touchdowns in just five games. They're the top scoring offense in the league at 34 points a game. And the Cardinals, they're 4-2. They're right in the playoff hunt uh, in the NFC. Uh, definitely a, one of the teams that is going to benefit from the fact that they're three wild card spots. They routed the Cowboys on Monday Night Football 38-10. to Tyler, where are you at with this one? Um, I I feel pretty strongly one way on this one. Yeah, I, I really like Seattle in this game. Um, I'm going to... I don't want to be controversial, but I think Kyler Murray is like kind of overrated. He's he's a great athlete. He's a great mobile quarterback, and he can be great in this league. I think he has the talent, but people want to like put him in a class where he's already elite and one of the best quarterbacks. Like I don't think he's there yet. Yes, they routed Dallas on Monday night, but he wasn't that good. He was nine of twenty-four for 188 yards against Dallas, who we know is like bottom in every defensive category. Pro Football Focus has them as the worst rated. Secondary, he's only he's 22nd in the league in quarterback rating. 
He's tied for the fourth most interceptions. Like, this Cardinals team is a running first team. That's where they make their bread and butter. They're, they have the fourth most rushing yards. They have the third most explosive runs, second rushing success rate. That That's where this team thrives on, the running game. Like, I don't think Kyler Murray is, like, an elite MVP candidate at this point. So, I can really I, like... Can I admit something to you, Tyler? Oh, tell me. The immature... Nissan me, every time you say explosive, I just I just think of like explosive diarrhea. So I, I chuckle every time. So I'm sorry. I gotta work through that. That's adorable. Um but I, I really like Seattle in this game. The defense hasn't been great, but they've also been banged up and they're coming off a bye, so they should be well rested. Jamal Adams should be back in this game. I really like Seattle. Only getting a field goal again, home field doesn't mean anything. I think Russ is gonna have really good success on this. Arizona defense without Chandler Jones out the rest of the year. So I really like Seattle. Only get a, only a field goal favorite, and Arizona beat them in Week 16 last year. Um, so I think Seattle comes into this game motivated and off a bye and I guess, like a slightly shorter week, too, for Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. So Seattle's defense is clearly why this line is what it is. They're allowing 471 yards a game. 370 of that is coming via the air. But they are leading the league in takeaways, so they're doing a good job on that front. Um, And it's interesting, look at Arizona's defense, their efficiency numbers. They're ninth ranked in DVOA. But if you kind of break down their schedule a bit, they held the 49ers in check ish week one they only allowed 20 points there uh you look at their other matchups right they beat washington we know what a train wreck they are versus detroit they lost and gave up 26 points versus carolina they lost and gave up 31 points and then they beat up on the jets and dallas with their backup quarterbacks so i think that number is a bit inflated i'm with you i like seattle a lot here minus three um they're seven and one against the spread their last eight road games against a team with a winning record um, and just generally on the road, they do a great job. I mean, of course, they have an incredible home field advantage there in Seattle, but this team has taken care of business on the road. They're 13-4-1 against the spread the last 18 road games. It scares me a little bit how confident we both are in Seattle. Like, this this line felt like a no-brainer. Yeah, but I, I feel like if this was closer to 6 or 7, like, I mean, it's obviously a lot higher, but be more nervous. Like, only three. I mean, it's I think nothing. It's I think nothing. Seattle is a lot better. I I don't think Arizona is that good, and that might be a little better because of the first game versus the Forty. I agree. They're not and that I, good. And I felt like the Forty ers blew that game more than anything. Has the most penalties per game in the league. Like, you can't play undisciplined mm-hmm. and give Russell Wilson extra chances. Seattle second in passing success rate this year. They've been unreal. I think coming off the bye, I honestly, I think they could win this game by double digits. I just, I don't believe in Arizona. And then, yes, Seattle's defense hasn't been good, but I have more faith in Pete Carroll to turn that defense around. And off a bye. Yeah, off getting, a bye. And getting pieces back. And they've played some good offensive teams. They they played Atlanta. They went up big there. Atlanta came back. Uh, Dallas with Dak. Uh, Cam had probably his best game in years. It could have been a byproduct of the defense, but still. And I think this spread would be closer to six or seven if the Cardinals didn't just blow out uh, Dallas on Monday night. But Dallas is terrible. Sorry to tell you. They're horrible. Um, Andy Dalton, you know, he, he is who he is. The offensive line is destroyed there. Like People are thinking this Arizona team is in some elite category because they just blew out a public team on Monday Night Football. I still don't believe in them. So we're both on Seattle. I'm sure that'll, yeah. I'm sure that'll go terribly. Yeah, the, uh, the whole Cowboys thing, just to hit on that, they haven't covered a game yet this year. Them and the Jets are the two 0-6 against the spread. Every week you look at the line, and it's, again, the same way this week. They're a pick at Washington, and it's just like it's it's right there in the face, like dangling the cherry out in front. And I have a group chat with one of my friends, and it's like, okay, uh, nobody, nobody let the others bet on the Cowboys. Friends don't let friends bet on the Cowboys anymore. I think that's it. That ship is out. So maybe that's a new merch idea. We have the t-shirts, right? Good teams win, great teams cover. Friends don't let friends bet on the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, they're a disaster. All the reports coming out, like the players don't respect McCarthy and the coaching staff. 
It's it's bad quick. I mean, I think McCarthy has a good chance of getting fired after this year if it continues this way. Dallas has allowed, I send you this, 14 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns through the first six games this year. The last team to do that was Mike Nolan's 2005 San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> He's the defensive coordinator for the uh, Dallas, Mike Nolan. So that's great to see that come full it's, circle. It's the defense that's terrible, and we know they still have like, the fantasy football weapons on the outside, but their offensive line is completely decimated. It's so, the same team. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, my all my Dallas features, we know that that money's lit on fire. Um, so that little smirk on your face. Okay, third game we want to talk about: uh, the Bucks at. Uh, I always want to say Oakland, Vegas Raiders. Sunday night football. Uh, spread in this one is three and a half. Over under is fifty two. Uh, Bucks with a statement win over the Packers, uh, right in my face in my lock of the week. Um, they're three and three against the spread, but you look at their point differential right now; it's impressive. They're they have a fifty five point differential. It's the best in the NFC, third best in the league, behind only Baltimore and the Steelers. Raiders, they're on their bye. Last week, they're 3-2. They had the huge win in Arrowhead versus the Chiefs. Derek Carr actually uh, was in dink and dunk Derek Carr, but he was slinging the ball down the field. Tyler, 3.5. I also, I I have a pretty distinct take on this one as well. What do you think? Yeah, so do I. I really like the Buccaneers in this game. So I guess we're in agreement there. Um I th- I think they're very good. My my guy, Colin Coward, had them as his number one team in the NFL uh, coming after last week, so he's high on them, so we usually see eye-to-eye on this. And the Raiders did have a really nice win a couple weeks ago in Kansas City, um, and I'm not going to say they're a bad team, but I think the Bucks. I think now they're going to get focused. Last week really, like, locked them in after the, you know, I don't want to discount the Bears, but the Bucks should have beat that won that won that game on Thursday night. They kind of let it slip away, and now I think they're locked in, going to try to move away from all the penalties, stuff like that. So I really like Tampa. I mean, their defense is awesome. People want to talk about Brady. This The story of this team is the defense. They've allowed the least explosive runs in the NFL, <laughs> the second least amount of explosive passes, fourth in run success rate, fifth in pass success rate on defense. This defense is awesome. They're... Um, they also have the third most sacks, fourth in pressure rate. This is an awesome defense. This is what's going to carry this team through, um, you know, the NFC. So I really like Tampa Bay. I think the Raiders are a good team, but I think the Bucks are in the class above them. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think they've kind of found who they are, right? They're going to run the ball. They're going to play great defense. And do I think Tom Brady's st- still that good? No, I don't. But it doesn't really matter. Like, they just... Ronald Jones has rushed for over 100 yards the last three games. The Raiders' run defense has been terrible. They've allowed 10 rushing touchdowns so far this year. That's the highest in the league. You hit on it. The defense has been unbelievable. And you look at, in terms of efficiency numbers, they're the highest rated DVOA team in the league. Um, So... They're taking care of business, and you think about what's, what they're great at, right? Their their strength is in the run, specifically rush defense. The Raiders really rely on Josh Jacobs and try and get that going with him. I I just kind of see a world where the Bucks get up early here, and you're looking at a situation where Derek Carr needs to throw the ball um, down the field with some success, and that would make me nervous if I was a Raiders fan. And I already saw it too. Well, who knows what happens between now and Sunday? But uh, Trent Brown, one of their offensive tackles, has COVID, so we'll see what happens there. Whether it's a false positive, who the hell knows? Um, but just something to note. So I I really like them. I mean, the Raiders' defense, too. This might be a nice uh, get-right spot for Brady as well to pad some of his stats. They're allowing the third-most yards per play. I just, I, I don't know. The Raiders' bread and butter is is running the ball, setting up the pass for Carr, and that's what the Bucks have stopped so far this year. So Yeah, I don't think the Raiders' defense is great. Like you said, they're 20. 20- Explosive run defense, 27th in rush success rate. So with Ronald Jones going well, he'll be able to run all over them. They also have the second most missed tackles in the league, and 
Brady obviously isn't who he used to be, but they still have awesome weapons. So he gets the ball out to Mike Evans, Godwin. Gronk came alive Gronk, a little bit. Gronk might be back from the dead. After, last week, he was the most Gronk we've seen um, in a his, while. His Gronk spike, that was pretty sad. It was terrible. It was kind of like his right shoulder is was banged up, so he did, it was terrible with the left hand. Even Aaron Andrews is talking crap about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think this is a great spot. For the Raiders, and it's weird. Super Bowl rematch, Bucks Raiders. John Gurdon is coaching the Raiders when he coached the mm. Bucks in the Super Bowl, which was a revenge game then against the Raiders. Now, all these years later, he's coaching the Raiders again. So, fun fact for you, but we're both on the Bucks there. I, I think they take care of business in that one. And then the last game we want to talk about before we go to a break Monday night, another good game. <clears throat> Bears going to LA to take on the Rams. Rams are six-point favorites. Over/under is forty-five. Bears five and one somehow. Uh, they keep winning. <laughs> uh, where, where are you leaning in this one? Yeah, it's funny. We, I just mentioned uh, the box point differential. The Bears are total opposite. All five of their wins are by seven points or less. They have a twelve-point differential on the season, and they're five and one somehow. Their run game has been atrocious, 28th in the league, 90 yards a game. They took care of business for me last week versus Carolina. That was a good win for them. Um, it's it's totally relying on the defense. That's what they're uh, to the Bears team from a couple years ago. Probably not as dominant, but along the same lines there where they're just hoping the offense gets them 20 points and they'll be within the game. Um, They have the 10th best pass defense in the league, only allowing 224 yards a game. It's an interesting spot, right, because the Rams kind of got dominated by the 49ers last week. Um, They're off. They only they pass for fewer than 200 pass yards against a 49ers defense that we know is banged up. They went four for 12 on third down. Um, But looking at this line, six does feel like a lot, but I'm still leaning towards L.A. in this one. I just think they're the much better team. If you get the efficiency metrics, the Rams are eighth overall in DVOA. Bears are 16th. I just think Foles and this Bears offense are going to struggle. I don't see the Rams laying two eggs in a row. Um, I don't. I know the Rams' four wins are versus the NFC East, so I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but I just see them. I see Aaron Donald wreaking havoc. The Bears can't run the ball, so I just don't really know how they're going to score a ton of points. And this one, like, the 49ers were able to set up and kind of control time of possession. I just don't think the Bears can do that, and I think McVay will have a better scheme to uh, dice up uh, this Bears pass defense. So I like them. McVay's been solid in this spot, and Goff. 7-1 7-1 and against the spread in their last eight falling in against the spread loss. So I like the Rams in a bounce back. Do I wish this was like a point or two lower? Yeah, I do. But at the end of the day, I just, I don't know. This one feels like 31-17 Rams to me. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was uh, flipping coin on this one. I have no idea what to think. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Bears and take the points here. Yeah, the Bears are, I think, have been incredibly unimpressive at 5-1. and one, But at plus 6, I think it's a lot of points. Their de- their defense has been awesome. They're the best red zone defense in the NFL, second best third down defense. Um, they're sixth in defensive run success rate, first in the pass. Like, I just think this is going to be a low-scoring close game. And I, I hear your points that this is a bounce-back spot for the Rams and Aaron Donald will probably kill Nick Foles in this game. I feel like he was he was pretty salty after the game uh, the other night, saying he didn't know who Debo Samuel was. Who's Debo Samuel? That okay. that that really struck a chord with me. Um, but I like the Bears in this game getting plus six. I think these teams are pretty close, evenly matched. Um, they're they're both have solid defenses and the offenses. Like the the Rams offense can look great some games, and then other games it's like kind of shaky. And we've seen yeah. Goff goes up against. This is a top-tier defense. He's struggled, so I like the Bears. I think it's a close game. In the end, I think the Rams end up winning, but I I think it stays within a touchdown, and it's close. Just watching that game last week, um, the Carolina game, Carolina made a lot of mistakes, but the Bears' defense also forced them into it, and the defense just, they, they were flying around, and they have a ton of speed. It seems like they're not at that 2018 level, but they're getting close to it, so... I like the Bears, uh, plus six. Nick Foles. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to go against Foles again. I, I just feel like 
water has to find its level with this Bears team. Like, they're going to lay an egg and lose by 10 points. Like, the offense is terrible. I know the defense is great, but I don't know. I hear your points on Goff. I just feel like bounce-back Rams, the trends are in their favor. I think, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see if trends are my friend here. But before we go to break and an interview... And the guest appearance from our producer, Alex Uplinger, the man behind the Full Slate Twitter account. Um, let's do our Monkey Knife Fight pick of the week, Tyler. Uh, use Monkey Knife Fight promo code Full Slate for a free $5 game and up to $50 first deposit match. Monkey Knife Fight, for those who are not familiar, is a daily fantasy company that focuses on player props. So if you don't like losing to the algorithms and all the sharks swimming around in FanDuel and DraftKings and gobbling up all the money in the big contests, you could do player props and basically choose over-unders. It's just player versus the house. So if your bets hit, you get paid. If they don't, that's that. Um, so, Tyler, I'll let you go first. Who's your monkey knife fight pick of the week? So mine is the game we're going to talk to Alex about. Steelers playing Tennessee Titans. This is going to be an awesome game. I think this will be the best game of the week, so I'm glad we're covering it last with him. Um, I'm going to do the touchdown dance. Favorite of mine. Loved getting you know a little dance in whenever these guys score. So I'm going with three guys in this game to get over three and a half touchdowns. Pays out three to one. Um, Derrick Henry, Chase Claypool, and A.J. Brown. I think this is going to be a super high-scoring game. Back and forth, two explosive offenses in that game. So I like those guys to get over three and a half touchdowns. Derrick Henry is just, like, incredible. Watching that game last week, Kevin as my lock, like, if he gets any momentum in the open field, you just can't bring him down. He's he's a massive man in a in a very manly sport as is. So <laughs> I like I like that uh, touchdown dance. I'm gonna be dancing every time they score. So that that's my monkey knife ride pick for this week. Good. Yeah, you should post a TikTok. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is it is pretty wild. And Derek Henry, it, he just tosses these guys aside like it was one of us trying to tackle him. Um, I'm also going touchdown dance. I like this t- touchdown dance on Monkey Knife Fight. Um, I'm going to the highest total of the week, uh, the Packers-Texans game. Um, as you said, Derrick Henry, he tossed some guys around last week on this Houston defense, rushed for over 200 yards. See Aaron Jones having a ton of success, Packers in a bit of a bounce-back spot. So I'm taking Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams from the Packers' side, and I think Houston's going to have to play catch-up in this one. So I'm going to take Will Fuller, who, knock on wood, so far has remained healthy. He's our leading receiver. He has four touchdowns on the season. So I'm going to take them over two and a half touchdowns. Pays out 1.5 times there. So, again, go to Monkey Knife Fight, friend of the program. Use promo code FULLSLATE. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Alex to preview this Steelers-Titans game and give out our locks of the week. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. You know what? I'm excited to watch the 49ers make it back to the Super Bowl and get over the hump this year. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid only through September 30th. 
Okay, and Tyler and I are very excited to welcome on a special guest to the Full Slate Airwaves, the man behind the mask of the Full Slate Twitter, our producer and resident Steelers fan, Alex Uplinger. Alex, thanks for joining us. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I, I love the board this week, so you know that's that's always a great thing. Nothing could go wrong. This is, yeah, this is interesting. I said to Tyler, uh, the first part of the pod, I was like, I've already locked in three three early lines. I was <laughs> like, I'm afraid this is going to move. It's 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 bad news bears, but we're, we're excited. Week seven is here. Alex, you're a Steelers fan, so you live in D.C. How did you become a Steelers fan? So both of my parents were born and raised in Pittsburgh, so that's just kind of you have to be. My whole family's from Pittsburgh, so I'm always going, visiting for Christmas and stuff. So, yeah, been to many uh, Penguins games, Pirates, couple Steelers. So you just oh. have to be. Awesome. Yeah, this year off to a good start. And I was saying to Cody, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, going to Tennessee, taking on the Titans. Titans are one-point favorites. Over-under in this game is 51. I think this is going to be a great game. Alex, what's your confidence level going into this game for the Steelers and also just the season? I saw you put out uh, this pretty funny tweet. You said whispers. The Steelers are better than the Ravens right now, so you, you must be feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, how how good I'm feeling about this week and the season. I actually love the Steelers this week. That might be a little buys creeping in there, but I just think they match up so well. This is going to be a strength-on-strength battle with the great rushing defense against the great rushing offense, but I love the Steelers passing attack against this Titans defense. I feel like they cannot keep up at all. Yeah, yeah. Where's your head at with? So Devin Bush, he tore his ACL last week. What's kind of your panic meter for losing him, right? He's kind of the play caller. He hadn't missed a snap before the injury. Um, How much does that rattle you when you look at this defense? Yeah, that's actually devastating. I was watching the game with my dad, and I I told him the season's over. But we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna rebound here. We got Robert. Spilling coming from uh, Western Michigan. Tomlin's confident, of course, that's coach speak, but mm-hmm. if he's confident, then I'm confident. I'm I'm pretty worried, but I think the front seven can really carry them, especially the pass rush. I'm really mm-hmm. confident in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you, go ahead, Ty. Oh, thank you. It's definitely a huge loss, but I feel like the Steelers, like the Steelers' defense as a whole is just so loaded with T.J. Watt. I put in future before the year on him to win defensive player of the year. Fitzpatrick last year is kind of debated if that was a good trade. That was definitely a great trade for them. He's an absolute stud. So I feel like if a team could handle a loss like this, it is the Steelers because they're just so loaded pretty much all over the defense. So be a slight uh, downgrade, but I think they'll be able to kind of the sum of their parts will make up for it. Yeah, yeah, and you look at, so last week they played the Browns, right? They absolutely rolled them. Tyler and I were on Cleveland. We couldn't have been more wrong. That was one of those games, you know, the Steelers got off to a hot start and it was over because Baker just, it's not in his game right now to come from behind. They held Cleveland to just 75 yards on the ground. That's 113 less than what the Browns were averaging at that point. Now this matchup versus the Titans and Derrick Henry, who's in like late season Derrick Henry, Uh, wrecking ball. Uh, they ran for over 250 yards last week versus the Texans. Henry alone was 212. So it's, at the end of the day, it's I think it's going to come down to can the Steelers contain him and Tannehill, who's been lights out as soon as he's taken over that starting job. But I do want to talk about this, right? So the Titans... I feel like I kind of forgot this until I was prepping for this game. The, they're 5-0, and but you think about it, their first three games... They won all three, obviously, but they didn't cover any of them. Week four, they destroy the Bills in the weird Tuesday nighter. And then they have this late comeback versus Houston. So, yes, they're 5-0, and but are we sure that the Titans are, like, that good? Alex, what are your thoughts on this Titans team? I know you're bullish on the Steelers, but is that because you think the Titans are overrated or you just think the Steelers are that good or maybe a combination of both? I think it's a little bit of both. I do think the Titans are a pretty solid team, especially with the emergence of Tannehill, who's looked incredible in his first one and a half seasons with the Titans. This is a pretty incredible comeback from his days on Miami. 
Um, I do really like their offense. I'm just I'm more uh, worried about their defense, especially in the long term. Their secondary really gets gets shattered here and there. We saw that last week. The Texans were able to move the ball with ease pretty much. Yeah. And, and Cody, Cody, you touched on it. Their first three games in last week, they kind of won those games by the skin of their teeth. And even the game versus Buffalo, Buffalo had some unfortunate turnovers that set up Tennessee with short field. So a game looked like a blowout, but Tennessee got some favorable bounces. And like you said, Alex, your defense – it's been really bad. They're ranked 30th in passing success rate, 22nd rushing success rate. They've allowed 16% of the runs to go for 20 or more yards. That's the last in the NFL. They're also last on third down defense and red zone uh, defense as well. So the defense is a huge worrisome part for them. So I'm with you. I like the Steelers a lot this week. It doesn't say anything I don't think any less of the Titans. I just think their defense has issues right now, and Steelers' offense is clicking. And Claypool, Cody and I have talked about it. I mean, they find these guys every year, it seems like, in the draft. Deontay Johnson is practicing in full this week also. So I think the Steelers are trending in a better direction. And also the Titans, Taylor Lewan towards ACL, their left tackle. So not the team you want your first uh, start, I guess, for whoever the backup is there going against the Steelers' pass rush. Yeah, yeah, that's a good note on Luan, and also this Titans offense, when you look at overs, eight of their last nine home games, the overs hit, uh, and you're looking at a total of 51 in this one, Steelers defense has been dominant, it's the second best in the league in terms of DVOA at this point, but we mentioned it, Devin Bush is out, Tannehill has been on fire. I see this one being a little bit more of a shootout. I was kind of surprised I wasn't a point or two higher, so I like the over in this one as well. Um, Alex, you're nodding your head, so I assume you're also an over guy for this matchup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I like the over as well. Um, the Steelers' defense can be really dominant, but we saw their secondary get shredded pretty well against the Eagles, um, so I would probably lean towards the over as well. Cool, cool. So we're all in agreement. Yeah, that's we'll always, a, that's always yeah. a great thing. Yeah, we'll check We'll check in uh, around 8-ish on yeah. Sunday. We'll so when three, three sharps are on the same side, that's usually a good... Yeah, good. yeah. my sources are telling me that sharp money's flooding in on the Steelers <laughs> and the over in this one, so get in early while you still can. Um, let's go to our lock of the week here to wrap up the pod. I am 3-2-1 and one on the air. Green Bay, let's just put in the trash. We'll forget about it. That that ever happened. Tyler, mazel tov. You're 5-1 right now. And Alex, first appearance, lock of the week. Um, so, I mean, you could be 1-0 and out and have the best winning percentage of all time or the worst. We'll see. We'll see how you perform. Uh, we'll be good. We'll be a good host here. We'll let you go first. Alex, what is your lock of the week? I appreciate that. This was... This was tough. I really liked the Giants tomorrow, but I got that in on Monday at plus six, and that's come down significantly, so I don't want to give that out to our listeners. It would be a disservice. So I'm going to go with the next best option, another NFC East battle, the Washington football team as a pick That is my lock of the week. I just really like their front seven against this battered offensive line. Zach Martin went out last week. He didn't return, and he's now questionable with the concussion. So they're already down. Tyron Smith, Cam Irving, Lyle Collins, and it doesn't seem like they'll be getting any better there. And this Washington pass rush is really good. They average 2.7 sacks per game, which is 10th in the league. I just really see they can get after the quarterback. And then Andy Dalton, we saw last week, was not very sharp. And that was without... Chandler Jones rushing them. They still had three sacks. And uh, Dalton's rating when he's under pressure is 60. So I expect Washington to get after the quarterback and really disrupt this Cowboys offense, which should be really good still, even plugging Dalton in. But I'm just not confident their offensive line can really stop anything at this point. Yeah, Tyler and I were talking about it earlier. At this point in the season, friends don't let friends bet the Cowboys. And you look at this line <laughs> at first glance and you're like, Oh, they're pick them, bounce back spot. I agree. They just who's blocking for Andy Dalton at this point in Washington? Their their offensive offensively they struggle, but we're, they have Kyle Allen this week, right? 
Right, and if there's any defense that you can get get well against, it's the Cowboys for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I I like the pick, and you know what, Alex? It's a little bit of a sharp play, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alex. Alex mentions uh, he had we were scheduling to start at 80s a couple minutes late because <laughs> the model was still running. So that is an impressive play, and any time you're backing an NFC East team can be very nerve wracking. But I like the pick. I'm just I'm very done with this Cowboys team. And just going back to Washington, mentioned Kyle Allen is starting. Like, how bad must Dwayne Haskins be not to be playing, or something wrong with maybe his personality? Because the fact they're not playing him after taking him tenth, I know Ron Rivera wasn't the coach then, but that whole situation is so bizarre. And Kyle Allen isn't any better. I don't, I don't know what they're doing there, but I like the pick, Alex. Um, Cody, who, do, who are you going with for your luck of the week? Yeah, so I'm going back to one of the games we previewed earlier, um, a game I absolutely love, Seattle minus three. Uh, it always pains me to cheer for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, but this line, we already threw a bunch of stats out there, but Arizona, I think, right, you have Kyler Murray, ton of hype coming into the year, Cliff Kingsbury, the Texas Tech young offensive guru. Their passing offense has not been good. 47% passing success rate. That's 19th in the league. And you would have figured that they would have really balled out versus Dallas. And, yes, they scored 38 points, but Dallas had four turnovers. Zeke kind of handed that one right in their lap. And I think, Tyler, you hit on it earlier. Kyler only completed, I think he's 9-24 to in that game. is very unimpressive from him. Dallas secondary is the worst coverage unit in the league uh, from – pro football focus so I you would have expected more out of them you didn't see it it's a short week you have Russ off a bye against the defense in Arizona who's out there they lost Chandler Jones their best player Uh, we spoke about earlier their weak strength of schedule up to this point in terms of some of the the offenses they faced Um, and another little tidbit here Tyler and Alex I think you'll like this so good friend of the podcast Simon Hunter from the favorites pod at action I was listening to their show earlier he said according to his model and we love models here on the show uh, he has Seattle closer to five and a half six so you're getting it at minus three right now run to the counter lock it in I imagine this will creep up closer to game time Uh, so I'm riding with the Seahawks to get me back on track here yeah, that's what I had mentioned to you earlier, that I think people are overrating Arizona after beating the public team, the Cowboys, on Monday night. And the final score looks, you know, better than maybe they actually played offensively. Alex, Cody and I, as you know, are 49er fans, so you might be biased. You might have blinders on a little bit. Like, what are your thoughts on Kyler Murray? Do you think he's in He's in that, you know, year two emerging elite quarterback conversation? I think he's slightly overrated. He's a great athlete and can move, but... I don't think he's there yet. When you watch their games, their pass offense is like, it's not as good as you'd think it would be with the guys they have on that team. No, I'm with you. I think he's really exciting, but definitely slightly overrated. I think he's more in the good, not great. You saw him miss a couple deep balls that that one, Andy Isabella, sticks out. He was wide open. He he missed him there. Um, He looked good in spurts. I think he's always exciting, can break a couple plays. And that Seattle secondary is really woeful. I think they might be the worst in the NFL, maybe close with the Cowboys. But I'm with you. I would I would take Seattle, especially with the rest. And I just don't don't really buy Arizona offense quite that. All right, we're all in agreement again. Sharps <laughs> Sharps ride together. Uh, Tyler, what's what's your uh, lock, Louis? So, like you, Cody, I'm going with the game we talked about earlier. <clears throat> I really like the Bucks in Sunday Night Football, which always is a little nerve-wracking to end the day with that. But oh, We're going to have a late night on Sunday then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bucks minus three and a half versus the Raiders on Sunday night. Gave out the stats earlier. I think the the Bucks defense is in an elite category. We saw what they did to the Packers, dominated that game. I think they're going to be able to shut down Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs in this game, and force Derek Carr into some uncomfortable situations. You mentioned that, Cody, Trent Brown probably going to have to miss this game because of COVID. They're doing testing of the offensive line. Hopefully, you know, nothing bad happens there. But if a couple guys on this offensive line are out versus Buccaneers defense, what we just saw them do to Green Bay, 
they're going to dominate this game. I was unfortunately on Green Bay, so that was tough to watch. But this Bucks defense is so fast. Uh, Levante David's been, I feel like it's under He's been underrated his whole career, so it might be overrated thing to say at this point. Him, uh, Devin White from LSU, like these guys are so fast. They were flying all over the field. I don't think Carr is going to have a lot of wiggle room in this game. I don't trust that he's going to be able to throw the ball deep like he did versus Kansas City. And also, as I said earlier, like Tampa Bay had like a couple dumb losses already this year. The one versus the Bears and the Saints where they kind of shot themselves in the foot. I think they're kind of focused now. So I really like the Bucks minus three and a half uh, on Sunday night. I like the way you said the, the Jim Brown thing. Like, not, I, I don't want. I, obviously, we hope everything's okay with COVID. But right. like, if two other if two other linemen in the room happen to get it, like right. this, this is a, this is a layup. I'll wash my I'll wash my hands. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully nothing happens. But maybe if a couple linemen yeah. get it, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I just hope yeah, it if, if if the best defense in the league is facing the practice squad of the Raiders offense line, it wouldn't be the worst thing. But even even if Trent Brown does play, I agree. Like I think this Bucks team is starting to really find their stride, and uh, Brady might not be who he was, but there the pieces are there. Alex, what's your kind of buy-in level at with with this Bucks team? So I'm actually I'm holding a pretty nice Bucks ticket. Um, I took it. I forget what the number was, but um, it was in the off season. This was before the Brady news, and this was to win the NFC. So I'm a big Bucks guy. I honestly was thinking Jameis off LASIK could lead this team to the <laughs> championship. But now I'm feeling a lot better with that one. Yeah, yeah, I miss Jameis. I, I think Jameis with LASIK would be better than Drew Brees uh, for New Orleans. So maybe Brees has a couple more uh, wobbly games. We get to see Jameis. But, yeah, that, that was a good pick by you. So I think – I think we're all in agreement with our locks of the week, so that that should be uh, interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, so we'll just parlay them, and that'll be easy, an easy <laughs> hit for everyone. Uh, that's, that's how that works. Um, awesome. Alex, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, you've done a, an amazing job with our Twitter. We get complimented all the time from our friends being like, wait, this this tweet is really funny. So we we were not good at running that Twitter account. You've taken it to the next level. So thank you for that. Where can our followers uh, find you personally on Twitter and the account and, and plug your show at Greg as well? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Alex underscore UP7. And then you can listen to Greg and I dropping episodes every Friday. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 